MLIW, The Walking Dead, and Fear the Walking Dead review. Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, The Walking Dead review, episode 135. That's so many episodes of this show I've done. Good God. Why am I still doing this? Why, am I, why have I done this for so many years? This is season five. I go, you know, each year's a season. Five years I've been doing Walking Dead reviews. Why? Why do I hate myself? Why do I keep doing this? Not, it's not related to this episode in any way. Because this is one of my favorite episodes in a long, long time. It's episode 909 of The Walking Dead Adaptation. They're adapting to the new world of zombies, of Zeds. So I don't know why I've been doing this show for so long. Because I despise this show for so many seasons. I think, for, honestly, uh, the first two to three years, uh, the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead and the comic kept me alive. And I did The Walking Dead as a, this is kind of where I know it from. I'll keep it going. But the other shows and the other comic kept me alive. I, I enjoyed, sorry, I just took a big sip of beer. That's why I sing the Mr. B-O-O-Z-E thing there at the beginning, kind of hiccuping. Uh, that's over, though. It's past. I, I, that, that's why I enjoyed I enjoy the first couple seasons of Fear the Walking Dead so much that now I'm kind of at the point of that show. I'm like, oh, it's still going, huh? <laughs> Great. Oh, Morgan's aboard. Oh, super. Can't wait to see how this shit show plays out. My least favorite character from the main show came over, you say? Oh, great. Oh, quality. It's like a big... It's like I... I just got inside a woman. And I'm like, yeah, here we go. And she just started, like, stabbing me in the chest. And I'm like, ah, I just want to keep going forward. <laughs> I'm going to ignore that knife right between my ribs. But, oh, dear God, it hurts so bad. Why the fuck did you stab me? Going to keep going, though. Don't really care. Eventually, we're going to have to deal with this. We're going to have a little conversation about why you fucking stabbed me. But right now, mine's on something else. No, starting to change. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Okay, you bitch. Okay. Why did I pay you to do this? Why do I keep paying you to do this over and over and over? Okay. Oh, God, you're twisting the blade. Ah. Oh, fun. That's what I feel like with Fear of the Walking Dead. Did I go a little off rails there? Did I lose some people? I don't know. Uh, went a little graphic there. I got invaded by a knife there. I just feel like... Uh, I turned it back around so it wasn't rape, though. Do you like that? It was me requesting it and paying for it. Uh, I feel like that's going to be the 2019 version of my little fucking scenario. You know what? Fuck you guys. Moving on. So, I'm kind of amazed I started off this episode right at the creepy spooky cemetery. You know, the JC haunted house set that they did at the end of the last episode. Which you can just tell they shall own one. Obviously they did. Why wouldn't they? It'd be stupid if they didn't. They'd be so stupid and wasting money if they didn't do that. <laughs> I'm just I'm making fun of myself for even saying that. So we start off there. Jesus dies. And I'm like, he's not dead. He's not dead. And I, I, hold, out, uh, I hold out a little bit of hope that he's still alive. Because I really do like that actor. And I love that character. And, we, and when I say it that way, it's not a diss to the actress. Because I read the, read the comics. So that's why I say it that way, in that order. No offense to you at all. Anyway, Yumiko, she saves Michonne with a bow. They're like, remember they just killed the guy in the Paisley shirt that was fucking, what's, what's her name? Uh, Magna. Uh, and then she saves Michonne with a bow. And we're like, and you kind of see like, a, oh, I should trust this lady. She saved my ass right there. She could have let me go, but she saved me instead of letting me die. I trust her. This is the shit I love. 
learning how to trust or not trust a stranger is far more fascinating to me than villain of the season, uh, Walking Dead, Marvel Universe type shit. DC is even worse at it. I find this vastly more entertaining and, and dramatic and I care more because I can relate to that shit. Like even if you're, I don't, I don't live in the zombie apocalypse, but I imagine living in this world, if someone walked up on you and you're like, I don't know who this fuck this person is. They might kill me because the last six people did. I don't want to kill them immediately because I'm a good person. And that's where you kind of start off. But then you're kind of like, still like, I might have to kill this person. How quickly do I have to kill this person is the real issue. It's the real question I have to face here. And that is vastly more entertaining than uh, the governor took over Woodbury and he's coming for you. He's coming to attack the prison, which I did find entertaining. I'm not making fun of it, but after a while, he goes, Governor, the coyotes, or the fuck those people are called, the wolf, wolves, and then we got Negan, and I'm like, okay, what else you got, show? And the show's like, oh, no, we got Negan. You're going to have another villain of the week. And they, that's why they're slowly easing us into the Whisperers. I will say a, a quick spoiler alert. If you haven't watched the full season, go in and hit that fast forward 15 button uh, right. I'm going to give you a second to pull out your phone real quick. I'll say when. But I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Spoiler alert. Go in and hit fast forward 15 right now. Now. So 15 seconds here. They set up the whispers and their, their threat real slowly. You don't really get it. We don't get a final payoff. We don't get anything. We just get that set up, and then we have to deal with how they're there. Let's give the, the people a few seconds here to catch up. If you're just tuning back in here with the 15-second button, welcome back. So I didn't really give that much away in case you didn't. They, uh, you could probably guess what's going to happen. But the point is, I like the way this season's laid out. Uh, maybe I was getting a little too impatient with Negan and all that. It just felt like it was going on for years and years because it literally was. He was introduced at five, what five sixteen, and he didn't end his reign of terror until eight sixteen. That is three fucking years of Negan, and that is fucking crazy. Is it 516 that he comes in, right? Not, not, not 616? Am I thinking of this wrong? I could be thinking of it wrong. I just want to make sure. But it, it was th two to three fucking full years of that. And I'm like, God, it's so drawn out. And it could have been so badass. They just did it wrong all through and through. Uh, let's get back to this actual episode, though. <laughs> Good God. Uh, Negan, as you remember, he escaped his prison cell. Judith let him go. She pulled a gun on him and the fence, and he hopped it anyway. I didn't even mention it in the last episode, but he's walking around with a shovel. Oh, this is actually when it happens. That's why I didn't mention it. I just read my notes, finally. She has a gun. She pulls it on Negan. She's like, don't leave. Don't you dare leave. And he's like, sweetie. And you can tell he really cares about her, and that's the stuff I love. Stuff like this. Characters connecting, no matter how it is. Connecting. Carol and Morgan were not connecting. They were fucking irritating and didn't really have a connection other than don't kill. And that was their only connection. These two characters, you feel like they actually care about each other because they set it up very, very slowly over a couple episodes. It wasn't much. It didn't take much work. It really didn't. Female writers, they're doing so much better than male writers. Holy shit. This show is so much better off with female writers. I cannot stress that enough. I've said that already this season, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. If you don't agree with me, 
I don't care. If you're just looking for zombie fights, go watch Resident Evil, bro. I don't know what to tell you. I'm looking for a soap opera set in the, wa- the Walking Dead world, in the zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm looking for. Females know how to do that shit. They're writing these characters so much fucking better. And then like this, this Judith and Negan, characters who uh, had like three scenes together, but I still gave a shit. When she pulled a gun on him and he's like, I'm going to, I have to leave. I'm, I promise not to kill anybody. Even if I have to, I'm not going to do it. And she's like, okay. And he took a locket of hers and he's like, can you have to take this? She goes, no, it's yours. And she le- he leaves and I go, wow, that was so much more captivating than the entire last season. I cared more in that 30 to 40 second scene at the end of it than the entire previous season. And that is fucked up. That is so unbelievably fucked up. And I can't explain why I feel that way. And I'm realizing now I'm looking at my rating nine and it has 8.1 out of users and it's directed by Greg Nicotera. And I go, okay, that makes sense. Written by who, who I'll look it up who wrote it in the meantime, but Greg Nicotera, whenever he directs, whenever he's involved heavily, the episode is so much better. He has such a great visual style for this show. Oh, I feel allergic. I don't know how to be positive on my show here. I do feel like, and Corey Reed wrote this episode. It's C-O-R-E-Y, so that could be a man, could be a girl. I don't know. But I feel like it's more headed by female. And I notice a lot more of the episodes are directed and written by females. And I want to say continue that because it's working for you. I don't know if it works for every show, but this show, fucking working. Keep doing it. Keep doing what you're doing right now. Don't think about it too much, like as far as how do we continue this sort of thing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't don't go, how do we maintain like think about the mistakes that were made in the past and go, let's not do that. And let's do our thing. I officially trust you at this point to do your thing without having to go, okay, season seven, season eight did not fucking work. Why? Like Okay, trust yourselves at this point. You have a whole season behind you. Move forward. Where do we go from this? From this, How do we, like as writers and directors and, and producers and showrunners and everything, move forward with the shit that we have set up? That we It's officially a new series at season nine. It really is. Season nine kind of wiped the slate clean. We got rid of several major characters. We have new ones coming aboard. And we have a new villain. How do we do this with the, with the experience we have now with the season behind us and the talents we have and the understanding of what fans like in this show? How do we move forward with this and just keep going and don't look back except for, you know, like a World War II type thing, Hitler type thing. Mistakes of the past do matter. How do we not repeat that shit? That's, all, that's what you should consider season six, seven, eight. World War II. Fucking, they're your Holocaust seasons. How do we not do that again? How do we not fuck up this bad? Oh, well, if we keep people invested in the characters, it, it almost doesn't matter what we do. It, it helps, I'd say, 70% of the way. The rest of that is, okay, so if people care about the characters, we have that to the side. That's most of what people watch for. And I'm assuming I'm like most people. I just want to care about your characters. In the episodes of, of Breaking Bad, when you started to hate Walt, you started to not like the episodes as much. That's true. Game of Thrones, the last season, I couldn't even give a shit about anybody, so the episodes sucked. So the more you care about your characters and everything fits, like it just kind of fits in there. So write a storyline. It could be as slow as you want. Honestly, it could be as quick as you want. 
for the most part. Too quick is bad. Slower is better than too quick as far as... Because last episode, they rushed everything and it felt cheesy as shit. But, like, let's put set these characters. Let's get their emotional stakes in order. Let's get their emotional ties together. And we'll move them forward on this track. And this track, we'll put the track out before us. And let's see, episode 16, we got these. Don't think about too much about where you're going to end. Just go, here's where we're going eventually. And let's see where this takes us. Let's just see where this takes us. I don't want you to think too much about the episodes in particular. And this season has been a good, good improvement on that. Previous seasons, I go, episode 8 will be this, episode 16 will be this. And I'm right every year. This season had no fucking idea I was wrong. I was wrong and it felt great. It felt so fucking good to be wrong. I couldn't believe how wrong I was as far as timing went. And that's a weird thing to be thankful for. Because it still happened. The things I thought would happen happened, but it, I was off on the timing and it caught me it kept me off guard. And that's as little as it takes to keep me happy. Just like surprise me. Even if it's as simple as the timing of the episodes when the shit happens. Jesus fucking died in the last episode. I was so caught off guard. Rick died in episode three. I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. You know, quote unquote died. Jesus, I didn't know if he was dead or not. I still have no idea. But, I mean, I do, but I'm not going to get there. We're talking about episode 909. Let's get back to the uh, actual episode. Sorry, I went on a little rant there. And this is what this, this show's for. So go fuck yourself. So Negan, um, he leaves. He, get, he arrives at some department store. He gets chased around by three dogs. He, like, shuts the doors behind him and throws some zombies into him and feeds the dogs some zombies. And I'm like, and you hear those dogs getting torn apart behind him. I'm like, here we go. I was like, where's this Negan storyline going? Because in the comic, he gets out and he doesn't go anywhere. Because he wants to prove to Rick that he can trust him. He wants to be trusted more than anything else. You can really see his turn of character. Even in the comic, he doesn't really... You don't see the change as much as you do as with the actor in the show. Because obviously the show has more... You can see the f- actor's facial expressions. Problem is, in the previous seasons, I didn't give a shit. Because they weren't doing anything. So now it's actually interesting to see... Oh, Negan cares about Judith. He actually, I can see that in the actor's face because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a really fucking good actor. I see him caring about a little kid who I barely even know at this time. And I care about it, the characters more. But he gets out, he actually leaves in this in this show. He gets out later in the comic, but he gets out right now, right now. So, uh, where, where, where the fuck am I? Oh, uh, Daryl. No, I'm, I'm going to skip this next note or for the Luke part because I already talked about it in the last episode. So Daryl. Shoots one of the zombies in the leg, uh, but he he realizes one of them has a knife, so he shoots him in the leg, and he falls down, and all the actual zombies eat him because he starts screaming, and I'm like, there you go. That's a good way to do it. It's a weird... The only reason I like that is because without saying anything and without over-explaining it, they just did something, which was nice for a change. You saw Daryl go, these are people... Headshots are always more important, but if I shoot him in the head, that does nothing for me. It doesn't tell me any information. So he sh- purposely shot a guy in the leg so he could get a little more information on him and go, okay, he started screaming the zombies turn on him. This shit's fucking real. This shit is like they're actually hiding amongst the zombies. That is terrifying. And he realized that, and we saw that without any real dialogue or explanation. And the, and the show treated you like you have an actual fucking brain for once in such a long time. I want to hug this season so much for so many little things. And I feel like when someone listened to this and they watched season nine, they go, it was okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. 
Go back and listen to my reviews for season six, seven, eight. Get my mind state and then listen to my mind state for season nine and realize that's why I'm so appreciative because I wasn't asking for much. I wanted to act like a fucking human with a brain because clearly I have uh, some sort of intelligence that I can able to decipher the difference between being spoon-fed something and being able to see a character do something and not have him go, I shot him in the leg so that he was a in the, in the zombie skin suit and fall down and then eat him. I didn't have to shoot him in the brain. I wanted to get a little information. No, I figured that out by seeing it. And it was fascinating that way. It's vastly more inclusive for an audience member to actually be a part of it. And I felt like I was excited. And I go, here we go. I'm involved. <laughs> and this has been such a long time that I had to notate it. But uh, the group arrives at Hilltop, finally. They arrive with Jesus' body on the horseback. And they're like, here's Jesus. He's dead. And I feel like nobody really, truly gives a shit. It's weird. Tara is kind of like, oh, okay. I guess I'm leading now. Oh, this is a weird turnaround. Okay. I'm going to take a sip of beer here. I'm drinking, uh, what's it called? Barrio Brewing Company Citrazona IPA from Arizona. And it looks like Colorado, but whatever. So, and I'm like, oh, Jesus is dead. Okay. I guess it's really not that much of an issue because we all know what he's going to do after three days. The motherfucker will be back. It's fine. I'm not that worried about him. I'm not concerned. He'll be back. I mean, I, and I and I legitimately expected this motherfucker to come back to life. Not as far as like a Jesus aspect, but like I thought they were faking it so he'd get out of being a leader leader of Hilltop. I really expected that. Again, I feel a fool for two episodes in a row. Um, anyway, uh, Luke and Alden they're walking around and uh, they're looking for, for I don't know what the fuck they're looking for, but they find y- Yumika's arrows. That's probably who they're looking for because she's with uh, uh, Daryl's group. She finds she's like following a trace of her arrows throughout the uh, throughout the town, uh, throughout the vast wasteland between these towns, I should say. And then they uh, they they're talking about tardi- starting a two man band, and how uh, Alden is a singer. And I'm like, uh, I don't care so much about this, but it's working. Uh, this is the difference between it's fun. I wasn't I wasn't frustrated. It's a short enough scene that I wasn't like okay and. But I was like, I, I don't really care that much. But it's enough that I cared a little bit more. But also, it wasn't so long that I got annoyed. So that's a good balance. Because I am a picky, picky listener as far as that stuff goes. Not as far as make me care about your characters. That feels fairly simplistic. But I was like, okay, they're start, starting to band. Great. I don't, I don't much care. But I love uh, Dan Fogler so much that it worked. And the guy that plays Alden is good, too. So I wasn't, I wasn't bothered. He was one of the first saviors that actually gets lines of dialogue. But um, was that a burp? I never burped, but my throat did. That was weird. So uh, I don't know if that picked up on the microphone at all, but it was terrifying. It was like an alien left my body from the thing. So um, I realized at this point, they uh, should I just say this note now? Fuck it. I'll just say it now. It's the end of the episode, but I'm going to go ahead and say it now because it ties into what I'm about to say. Luke and Alden, they're walking around, still looking for uh, her in uh, uh, her arrows. They're tracking them down. And they run into the Whisperers. And they get held captive by the Whisperers who pulls who pull knives on them. And they're like, put your fucking guns down. We're taking you. And they realize they got kidnapped, which happens in the comic. But not these two characters, obviously. But... 
I was like, this is exactly why I always bitch in previous episodes that you should kill every single zombie you ever run into and never, ever, ever stop because it would avoid this whisperer shit. How many seasons now have I been saying kill every zombie all the goddamn time, never stop, several, several dozens of members. It's almost the full-time job of this world now because you're like, oh, we'll just leave them alone. They're not harming us. I'm like, not yet. They get in the herds all the time, which cause you guys destruction. If you kill them out, if you w- constantly whittle them out, again, it's like, it's like, how do I how do I compare this? It's like moving dozens of rocks out of your yard. And if you just like think about it, like I'm gonna go back there every day after I get home. I'm gonna get the mail, go over, pick up a rock, move it over to the front yard in the in the trash bin, once a day. And by the time I'm done, I won't even realize it. Or I can take off a fucking three-day weekend and then sit there and haul, haul these giant fucking boulders out of my backyard every, every day for three days. It's like, wouldn't you rather just deal with it a little bit at a time and not have to think about it like a fucking chore? Just get it the fuck over with? Like, slowly, then having to be like, okay, fine. Now that I ha- can't do anything else in my life, I'm going to have blisters on my fucking hands. And I'm like, God, just slowly deal with it just like a little bit a little bit a little bit every day just go out there stab two or three of them five six seven eight nine ten however many show up i don't fucking care it doesn't matter and just go poke them in the head real quick done you never have to worry about them sneaking up on you you never have to worry about them gaining together in fucking herds which happens all the goddamn time in this fucking world i don't understand why they never do this and i get why they don't do it in the show or the comic but in reality that's what you would do or that's what i would pitch to my fucking group my little my i would be like the fucking dictator rick but I would be like, let's fucking do this. That way I do this exact speech. Never have to deal with them again, or at least in any massive quantities. Again, did people trinkling in from here to here. We just constantly deal with a small amount, and we never get overwhelmed, and nobody ever dies from a zombie again from outside these walls. If an elderly person dies inside these walls, like I talked about in the last episode, that's a separate issue. We can't do much to help that except stab the elderly. If you want to start a campaign for that, little run a little campaign for that, you go right the fuck ahead. I'm not going to deal with that issue. That'll be someone else's. My issue is the outside walls. Stab, 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 stab. All right, we're done for, I don't know, today possibly. We'll see. I don't know. Tomorrow, we'll do the same thing. Maybe there's nobody there tomorrow. It doesn't. You got people watching the fucking walls anyway. Give them big ass sticks. The end. I don't understand. This is how you get whisperers, people. This is like Archer. This is how you get ants. This is how you get the whisperers. This is your fault, almost. At some point, it's your fault. Eugene has his knee set, which I mentioned in the last episode. I won't get into that in too much detail, because having your knee dislocated is fucking terrible and takes years. Um, he starts to tell... He gets, you know, the, He's with Rosita, finally. He wants to tell her how he finally feels. He started to mention it earlier, but now he's getting around to it. And he's like, I just have to tell you, after years finally getting collecting my feelings, I finally got to tell you that I'm, uh, my, my heart is pumping a little more fluid around you, and I just want to know that you, uh, you are raising my blood pressure in a, in a most positive way. It's not like a medical condition I have to worry about. I have to go to get like, a prescription from a doctor to get to deal with my, uh, my, my elevated blood pressure. It's not going like, to put me at risk for heart disease or anything like that. I just want to let you know that I am feeling a little more feelings around you, and those, those feelings do, uh, they do tend to flush a little more blood through my penis, and uh, I just want to let you know. And she's like, I got to go. I got to go i gotta go and then she flees like a fucking bitch and then you hear her outside like talking to sadiq how she's pregnant with this baby and eugene sits there with, with like a broken heart over his eyes <laughs> he might as well have done that he's like 
And you hear like an egg breaking, <laughs> like his eyes turn the hearts that break and shatter into nothing, like a Simpsons episode. It is fucking heartbreaking. But Negan arrives at the sanctuary and he starts walking around and he whistles. He does his little whistle. Like, <whistles> I'm doing a different whistle. I don't remember what his whistle was. I'm just doing a whistle just to, just to do one. I'm sorry if that was super irritating, but he whistles. Nobody's there except a bunch of zombies. Eventually, he kills those savior zombies. And he kind of like, he walks around for a good while. And he's like, oh. He realizes his empire has fallen completely. He's he's walking around the Rome rubble. And just like, okay. This is why it's almost better to kill kings and, and dictators. <laughs> so they go back, they're like, I don't. No, nice. I can't do that. Okay, well, maybe if I get, no, that's done too. I can't. Nobody to lead. Oh, shit, every plan I have involves lots of genocide and lots of people trying to help me, but I don't have anybody helping me. Shit, 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 shit. My my first, my second in command. My first in command, Simon's dead. Second in command, Dwight is gone. Third in command was that girl. He got killed by the Oceanside lesbians. Shit. What do I do now? What's a man to do? He looks at Judith. Judas. I almost I keep wanting to say Judith's Judith's locker, locket. Good Christ, my brain is broken. Oh God, I'm my brain is broken. God help me. Anyway, he he looks at the locket and he's like, uh, and you realize because of a previous scene, I knew what he was thinking without having to hear him say it or 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 like text on the screen pop up and say. Negan is thinking about Judith and how he needs to live a right way of life and all human life is sacred and he realizes he will go back to Alexandria and help build up Rick's vision of the future future new world new world I, I didn't need that and I was like oh I know what he's thinking okay from him looking at a locket because the, your audience is not fucking stupid you're not as, not as stupid as you think they are and it's, they finally realized that, and it's such a fucking... I just tweeted to Angela Kang, and again, I don't know how much she's responsible for the th- things I'm saying, but if she's not, please pass it along to, to those who are. Thank your entire staff, everyone on the staff there at AMC. It's so refreshing to not be treated like a fucking idiot for the first time in, in years. Oh, God, it's so refreshing. <laughs> Oh, I want to cry. But uh, instead, I'll talk about how um, Jesus is really dead. And I kept waiting, like I mentioned, for him to come back like a real Jesus would. You fucking poser Jesus. But he never did. The motherfucker never came back. And I was like, there's a trick. They're really tricking some. And I'm so used to like shows where they trick. Oh, I wasn't really dead. Like every Jason Bourne movie, I feel like, has that. Even if none of them do, those style of movies do. Where they're like, I couldn't tell you. Batman be- or Bat- uh, Dark Knight. I wasn't really dead. I needed you to think I was dead to protect you. I'm Commissioner Jim Gordon. That sort of thing. I needed that. I thought it was going to be that. But nope, Jesus is fucking dead. I'm like, what a weak way to kill him. That was why I had such an issue with that episode, the last episode. They killed him in such a weak way. It didn't serve a villain. If if one of the major villains killed him, like Beta killed him, I feel a little more uh, fulfilled. But right now I just feel kind of empty. And I didn't, because I didn't even know he died. I wasn't sure if he actually died, and that's why I wasn't satisfying. I was like, oh. It's like when Glenn, quote-unquote, died under the dumpster. And you didn't really know it, you didn't really see it, and you didn't really feel anything. So you're like, oh, okay. And I bitched about it. And then he ended up being real live, like I thought. And I was like, there you go. So that's what I expected with Jesus. But I'm like, oh, no, he's actually dead. They buried his ass. 
Glenn, they didn't find his body because there was no body. This, they're just like, there's nothing because there is nothing. There, here's his body, and I have nothing to say about it. And I'm like, oh, I, I guess he's dead. Is he going off to do movie? What's his plan? I don't know why he wanted to leave the show so bad. I feel like that's an actor request. The, the way they did it, the timing they did it in, it, was, it seems like an actor request. It doesn't feel like a writing thing. Because, it, again, it didn't serve anything. It felt like an emer- emergency. We have to kill him off. Fuck. What do we do? Right here. Okay. I guess we'll kill him here. It felt like that. And I, I'll, if that's the issue, I don't, almost don't blame them. If that was the reality, I should say. I kind of go, okay, well, yeah, I get it. At the same point, though, I just feel a little lackluster in his death with such a major character. He's, he's one of the major characters now. And they're whittling away at the, the older cast. Like, Rick's gone. Maggie is gone. Good God. I cannot think of her name anymore for some reason. Because she's not in any of my notes anymore. And now Jesus is gone. And I'm like, oh, good God. Okay. And we have all these new characters showing up, like Magna, Luke, Connie, Kelly, the other one. And then uh, eventually we're going to get an episode or a new person, but I'm going to mention her later. Um, let's get there now. Uh, Daryl talks to some girl that they kidnap. They 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 grab one of the, the whisperers in a tunnel and she ends up being Lydia. And then they bring her back to a prison. And she meets Henry, a.k.a. Carl 2.0, who's in their cell from the uh, previous 1950s fuck party. I guess they were drinking too much and he got put in jail for like fucking a month. I don't know how long he's in there for, but he talks to Lydia a little bit. And then we see Judith. She's outside. We see Negan on a bike, and she shoots Negan's bike, and he he fucking spins out and immediately stands up, and he's like, "Hey, what the shit was that for?" And she goes, "Language. I'm an ass. I'm a kid asshole." And I'm like, <laughs> uh, "That the 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 little actress that plays Judith is so goddamn adorable and a good actress, and it's so rare." And I feel like I'm being positive about everything, and I feel weird. I need to get out of here. I'm allergic. She's really entertaining to watch as a as a kid, like a fucking toddler actor. I don't know how old she is. I really don't. She's probably like seven, eight. But she's really good, and it's rare. But I will get out of here. Until next time, and in the meantime, keeping this a half an hour exactly, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Go to liwstudios.com.